0: Music Fest. It's this week. It's tomorrow. It is uh, April the 10th and Music Fest starts tomorrow the 11th through the 13th. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights concerts are free. You're not going to want to miss them. Uh, Fridays is a ticketed event, but it's, that just means it's all the more amazing. So make sure you get there and get your tickets and get going. Uh, concert at the Nest. This month will be on the 30th of April. It is Master's Legacy Quartet. We'll be opening the event with uh, Dedication, uh, a local group here in Indianapolis, and uh, Brian Hudson, uh, of the uh, former lead singer for many groups uh, Kingsman Quartet and Sold Out uh, Quartet. Uh, He's a great voice, and uh, him and his wife, Yvonne, are coming, and uh, I've heard their stuff. It's it's beautiful. You're not going to want to miss it. They're going to be a blessing to you. If you enjoy good Southern Gospel music, then just come on. There's no excuse. Tickets are $10 at the door. Uh, starts at 7 o'clock. Okay, what else? Is that it? We got a long episode today, y'all, so I guess let's get to it. try a different little format here, you have the announcements at the beginning, that way I can just uh, get through just uh, light preliminaries and get straight to our guests, which I'm very excited about today. It's uh, my great-uncle Norm Cunningham. Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't think there are any preliminaries that I want to go through today. Nothing on my heart. Nope, anything for you. Uh, so we'll just get right to it. My Uncle Norm can great Uncle Norm was my grandfather's brother, only brother. Uh that's it. And uh, yeah, that is my grandfather dying only brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all straight line. It's just confusing to me. Uh, he is a fantastic, hard working Individual, and he is just an embodiment of faithfulness. He's faithful to his routine, he's faithful to his job, he's faithful to his family, he's faithful to church, he's faithful to his wife. He's just faithful. Now, granted, that has built over time because the man has had quite a life. He is, in this interview, he's 93 years old think, I think he's 94. I think now, by the time this is released, he's 94. But yeah, he's old, and uh, he's seen a lot. He's done a lot. A lot has happened to him. He's gone through it uh, from <laughs> having, you know, quite an extraordinary childhood, growing up in Arkansas, and uh, getting up at the crack of dawn. To milk them cows, uh, start plowing the fields, just all the cliches he did them, and uh, till the sun went down. And working with uh, my great grandfather Collier, who was, uh, who was a hard man to get along with, but that changed. And that's an amazing story in itself. It was just great getting to hear stories about the old farm and the family just hearing about norm's life all of his uh, mistakes all of his successes I appreciate his honesty you know it's a, it's an extraordinary thing I guess when you get to be his age you know what <laughs> who you hold who are you holding back for <laughs> uh, just a, a little disclaimer there uh, he, he, he is not uh, quite used to, you know, audio interview etiquette, so, uh, hey, the man wanted his strawberries and cream, and he was gonna uh, have it, and this fella, your host, was not gonna say a word about it, because uh, I'm not gonna deprive a 90-plus-year-old year man strawberries and cream. Uh, so you might hear uh the spoon hitting the bowl a little bit but don't worry you know the content is really worth your time and i know you'll enjoy it today so uh yeah that, that, i think that's it so take a deep breath buckle up and let's get to it what what time
1: do you usually get up in the morning uh around 8 <clears throat> 30 to 8 now. I okay. used to be 5, but I kind of got away from that the last uh, 3 or 4 years.
0: <laughs> the 3 or 4 years, you've, you've decided to sleep in
1: a few more hours. Uh, Norm, how old are you? 93 and uh, or 4. 94 and a half. Not 94 and
0: a half. Not, no, not yet? 93. He's 93.
1: Okay. Not yet. When's your birthday? January 24 24 January 24
0: 24 Yee. and you're just now deciding ah I gotta I gotta let myself sleep in a little bit more <laughs> So what's your routine though you're up at eight you're eating your blueberries and cream when and then you head do you always
1: head over to the shop Most generally yeah yeah about what time do you show up there? Well sometime I'll pick up stuff on the way that they needed to shop.
0: Yeah.
1: So you, know, you know, to you know, lighter thinner yeah, to paint. and paint you know, they and they'll say go run by Sherwin Williams, pick up five gallons of paint they got to, for this job we gotta to do today. So I any anymore I don't do a lot of physical labor like I used to. Yeah. I don't work on the line. How long ago but,
0: what how long ago have you stopped doing that? Uh, pretty much what, last three years. Probably. So this last three years has been your slowdown time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you're still pretty active. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you? <clears throat> that's something I wanted to ask, ask you about because we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Do you owe your longevity to besides grace uh, to just you? Main just staying active.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, indeed, I. I uh, up every day, going to work. Oh yeah, I I can't stand just sitting around doing nothing.
0: <laughs> well, that's a family trait.
1: <laughs> I get it. Oh, I can't do it. When I had my kneecap changed here about two years ago,
0: how did you handle
1: that? I I almost went nutty. <laughs> I, had to, I, had, I had to sit down for a couple of
0: right. You had to a give it. Months. You had to give it rest.
1: Yeah, and that's the worst part: laying around, laying around, just laying around, doing nothing. Reading a little and you get irritated. You want to get up and get going, and yet you got that old stiff knee. And the so nurse would get, say, "You stay in bed." But how did you get
0: by with that?
1: Like, so you just reading? You kept your mind. I yeah, out. I'd, I read yeah, read and, and just try to keep up with the news. And, because that's
0: another thing. I th- I th- you know I believe people can develop muscle memory as far as you get up at this time, you go to work at this time, you do this, you mm-hmm. go you go here on this day and you just kind of go through it but the mind starts to, to wane but your mind is you're 93 years old and you're sharp I want to stay that way uh, yeah <laughs> but you how do you keep do you think just going to the shop picking those things up staying somewhat involved in the day to day of how that does that, that keeps, keeps you active it. Yeah, keeps your your brain going
1: and, and two, I'm you know, I'm kind of making deals on the side, you know.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Tell me.
1: But here, let me say okay, Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. When I when we when I when I was led over to this property, I believe it was the Lord Jesus. Yes. Because he set me up just in line. He he knew they were going to be coming, and building, and I'd get a, I would get a super price for my property.
0: That's awesome. That that is. That's yeah. a, that's the favorite. And all,
1: see, see the Monon wasn't even wasn't even there that wasn't even built when I first got that property.
0: So they built it along your property. There, right, right, right behind there. my property, yeah. And that's a huge thing in Indianapolis, the Monon Trail.
1: It's it's it takes premium, it th- premium, premium, they say. Yeah property. it is. Property. Because
0: it's it's a main trail that takes it all the way through Indianapolis. Right. It's a public uh, thing everybody takes their kids on their pets. All know?
1: the builders are wanting to build along the Monon. Yeah,
0: because it will a lot of businesses. Yeah, because it's a it's sure. a lot of
1: traffic. Sure. Oh, and the apartments like to.
0: Yeah. See, so it's a huge it thing to say the apartments off the Monon. Right. Um, let's go to Paragol. That's where the farm was, mm-hmm. the old, uh, Cunningham family farm. But that's not where you were born. Where were you born?
1: And uh, we just talked about it the other day, Leechville, Arkansas. Leechville. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was Missouri, because my mom and dad, they lived right on the Missouri and Arkansas line. My grandpa Fortner, my mom's folks lived in Missouri, mm-hmm. my dad's folks lived in Arkansas. So it was kind of backwards and forwards, you know. My grandpa had a big cattle farm in Missouri. Yeah. And he raised those big old fat Herefords. <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd spent part of my time living with my grandpa.
0: Now, before you went there, though, uh, born in Leechville, but the farm ended up in Paragould. You were the oldest.
1: Mm-hmm. You weren't the oldest. Mm-hmm. Who's the oldest? Ruby. Ruby's the oldest. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. Ruby,
1: Virginia, and then me.
0: Oh Virginia okay. lived in
1: Tennessee, you know. That's she, right. just, she just died Christmas. That's right. And Ruby, uh, late, they had a church up in Elkhart, you know. That's right, yes, yes. And yes, yes. so yeah, Ruby was the oldest. She's been uh, gone. How many? How many? I think uh, was it was it five or six? Is said Ruby Laverne or Ruby Virginia Laverne or me Laverne Mita? Uh, Laverne, yeah, and then Womita. Or before that, G.W. that got killed. Right,
0: right When right.
1: he was six, yeah. he, he was between Laverne and uh, Womita. Uh-huh. And then it was Laverne, La- La- Bernadine, and Don. And then Apple. Wow.
0: So that okay. That's Burn Okay. Ruby, Virginia, you, uh, Laverne. Laverne. Wilmita,
1: Wilmita G.W. But well, okay, G.W. Uh, Wilmita Berna, so eight. No, G- it was G.W. Wilmita Bernadine, and Don. So eight, but eight, mm-hmm. eight Most, kids. Eight of them, yeah. Wow,
0: that's so. an undertaking.
1: Was that common
0: back then to have that many children? Oh
1: yeah, children? oh yeah. Some of the farmers had, especially 12, on the thirteen farm. kids. Yeah. Those are hands to, sure, to help, absolutely. to do the jobs. By, but you were the
0: oldest son, so a lot of it rested on you. I was the only son. Yeah, until,
1: yeah. Until, my, until I was about, well, I think it was about 17, when Dad come down one day, I was oh. plowing corn. What in is, the field, and he'd come down, and he said, Well, hey, <laughs> you finally got a son, or a brother. Uh-huh. And I said, Hallelujah. <laughs> After all them girls, you're living with all them girls. What
0: is um tell me about the farm life you you talk about getting up
1: early early hey yeah, boy i'd get up early go down to the barn feed the horses put a harness on them but leave the bridles off so they could eat you right, know? right
0: right right and yeah.
1: then i'd go back to the uh, but I'd, I'd feed the pigs throw hay down put put about 12 ears of corn in each horse's trough for him to eat before we went into the field now I'd go back to the house for breakfast by by then mom had had breakfast already and we'd eat breakfast and pray and we'd always had family prayer around the table and in fact we got on our knees down at our chair and prayed really every, the whole thing? every, every day <coughs> excuse me every morning and then I'd'd I'd head back for the to the barn as soon as uh, breakfast was over and we got done praying and and I'd head for the field with the horses. Generally when the sun would be coming up I'd be plowing already. You'd be
0: plowing already. You'd already be going so when the sun goes down that's when the day was over.
1: That was it. When it gets dark, almost so dark you couldn't see.
0: That, you, you used that's up that's every bit could. of light that you could.
1: Amen. We had to do it because we didn't have all this mechanized equipment that they have now. So, they you, you,
0: so the horses were the were the equipment. They were able to plow up power. to them? Yep. So you were plowing and you were planting all the time. That yep. was, yep. and then you are praying that the weather
1: cooperated. Yeah. About the first thing we would pl- plant in the spring would be oats. That was for early, for taking care of the horses in the heavy early plowing time. Because oats would be a whip about this big and we'd cut them and they had so much energy or something in them, the horses would never lose any weight. And I would just work the tail off of them. <laughs> I mean, I was riding the plow most of the time. You know, The disc or the plow or riding it. So you had uh, to keep
0: them healthy, you had to keep them fed. Yeah.
1: How many that? acres? I think it was about 60 acres, best you, I can remember. You worked uh,
0: most of that,
1: all, all over that over that, uh, Oh yeah, that the, property. Dad would kind of lay it out, and I did the work. Nice. But I didn't want him, or he got hurt in the war, you know. Right, in World War.
0: Ten, uh, did the others? Did the others do any work around the farm?
1: Well, the girls, they did, you know, help Mom around the house. Right, and, right, right. And Dad spent a lot of time in the orchard. We had a big apple orchard. Oh, really? Oh yeah, we had an apple orchard. There was about forty apple trees, and uh, I think he had like five big peach trees we had one big plum tree had them big purple plums uh-huh and we had a one pear tree and then and then in the backyard mom had a big cherry tree
0: wow. and a pe-
1: pecan tree
0: I love cherries yes sir
1: so yeah, it was a, it was a fruit fruit type farm and yet at the same time we... We raised cotton and corn and soybeans and <laughs> alfalfa and uh, all the wheat, all the hay,
0: and,
1: and we had a time. Sure it sure was a time, but it was hard work. better believe it. <laughs> Dad, Dad, Dad was in, uh, I didn't want him to do any hard work, but he was, you know, he got banged up now pretty Now, But uh, Collier, great-grandpa Cunningham. Collier. Collier. Elmer Collier. Elmer Collier. That's where, that's where Don got his Elmer and his name.
0: Now, he was a hard man.
1: He was tough. From what yeah. I was told.
0: He was tough, yeah. Now, I'm sure as the oldest son, he was,
1: he had a lot, uh, he expected a lot out of you. He sure did. I and, and I did it willingly. I didn't want him in the field. He took care of the orchards, and that that was hard enough, you know. Because he had to take care of the, keeping the insects out of the trees, out, out of the fruit and all that stuff.
0: How early, how early? How young were you when he said, okay, you're in charge
1: of this? I, he never did say that. Uh, oh, but he just, He'd he kind of laid out, this yeah, is what he, I need you to do. Yeah. How, how young were you when you started doing that? I, I don't know, probably uh, maybe eight years old. Wow. When I when I. Took over the plow, you might yeah, say. Yeah. I mean, I thought we had the one team that took care of the, all the hard work. We didn't have a tractor or anything like that. But we had the, the you know the equipment for horses. We just didn't... Dad just didn't like tractor. We never had a tractor. I
0: heard so many... I've heard a lot of, you know, he was a hard, hard man. He would a short temper. Uh, but uh, one of my last times being with uh, Laverne uh, she told me this story how they were all the girls were out playing in the field Mm -hmm. and she said dad called us and we she said I I can't remember if we heard him and we didn't want to go in or we just didn't hear him but dad went round back she's talking about uh, her airman and grabbed a sheet Mm -hmm. and just snuck around where they were in the field and just popped up and scared them to death. But (laughs) she said, we knew it was him by the sound of him, you know, his, ooh, his scream or something, scared them. But she said that's one of the fondest memories. And that's when, you know, the uh, Alzheimer's was really kicking in Mm -hmm. with her. But she remembered that. Yeah. She remembered that really pleasant moment, and that, in you know, as far as other things, that was a story that I'm so glad she was able to share mm-hmm. about my great grandfather, whom I, you know, I never got to meet. You know, he was a whatever we could say about him. He was a man's man, who who knew I have a responsibility to take care of my family.
1: He did, and he did. He did exactly that.
0: Uh, he was an orphan. Him and all of his, he had a sister and another brother. Yeah. Where? So, where's the family from? If it's not, a, is it is it Arkansas? Yeah.
1: He was from down further south at a little town called Black Oak. Black Oak. Ar- Black Oak, Arkansas. Is that where the orphanage was? No, I don't know. I never knew where the orphanage was. Okay. He was he was put in there because his dad died, I think his his mom died first, and then he died or the grandpa died, I think he was seven years. His, dad, his grandpa was a preacher, you know, he was an evangelist. My
0: great great grandfather was a was an evangelist. He
1: was evangelist. He rode horses from station to. He station He was a circuit rider. Yeah, and he used to All preach, right. and dad dad told me one thing. He said he used to get me to go with him sometime. And and, and we'd go these, these little some most of the time just a little old log schoolhouse or something we'd preach in. Yeah. And he'd have me get up on a block of wood or something and sing, sing. So singing was already in it. Yeah. Singing was he, in the family. Oh, and his buddies, some of my buddies would be outside making making <laughs> making fun of me through the window.
0: It doesn't change when I'm up there on Sunday night all my
1: friends are making faces
0: at me really? so it doesn't
1: <laughs> change. It doesn't anyway, change. he said I I swore if uh, if I ever get out of here and grow up I'll never go to church, you know. And he didn't. He he got the holy ghost 7 years before he died. Now before we get
0: there, before okay. we
1: get there. Okay. Um
0: so that's cool to know, because I I had heard different things. Do we know? Wait, do we know what we are like? What what our bloodline is? Are we? I mean, we're prop we're immigrants from somewhere, but we do. There's some Native American, but is that on Grandma Cunningham's side? Uh-uh. Dad's. That's on Dad's. That's on. Uh,
1: he, he had Cherokee in it. Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. And. Uh, Grandma Grandma, his his mom, I I never I never heard very little about her. Really, he, his Dad told me one time that him and him and his dad, uh, sometime just to relax a little bit, I guess, like going on vacation today back in yeah. the day. There was a lake that he knew way back in the woods. It'd take them a couple of days to get there. About once a year, he'd take me and we'd go back to this. Particular lake, way back in the boonies, and he said it was quiet. I mean, all you'd hear is the birds and the squirrels, and the, I mean, and here's this nice lake. I said, fish, boy, you could you could catch a fish almost every time you threw it in the, your baiting lake. And so, but one year, he said, I'll never forget this. He had to leave for some reason, and he left me there. <laughs> And he yeah. was, I don't know, he says he's about six years old, seven years old. <laughs> and he said, but that was the happiest time of my life. To stay back there. I mean, I looked out for myself. He'd, he'd catch rabbits and things for lunch, or he'd catch a fish and hold him over the fire and he taught him all this
0: stuff. But how but that's what he said.
1: Huh?
0: That was the happiest times of his life.
1: Yeah was being back there with you. No, with, with Grandpa Cunningham.
0: Oh! With okay. his dad. With his dad.
1: Yeah. Okay. He'd go back there. Between, uh, 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 what do you call it, his preaching, he'd go back there to relax a little bit, I guess, and somehow he had found this particular lake way back, and that's where he'd take my dad.
0: What is great, great
1: Grandpa Cunningham's name? It's for, I I don't I don't know if I ever really heard come to think of it. You just knew that that person
0: existed. Yeah. 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 Um, Grandma Cunningham. How did she... How... Because you all did a lot of what you would call heavy lifting. He tended the orchard, you tended the field, tended the animals. But she ran the
1: family. At
0: least from what I've
1: she, she she was cooking and canning all summer. All summer. Had a great big garden run along along by the, by the orchard. But keeping track of those kids as well. Yeah, yeah. But I, I used that. That was my first job in the spring was to get one horse. I could only use one horse in her garden. I'd get the garden all plowed up for her. And she'd start planting stuff. She, it'd be cabbage and onions and just row after row after row because we had such a big family. And then she would be cooking and cooking and cooking and canning. She had a great big uh, room where she put all of her canned goods on shelves. Yeah. It was full. And then we'd always have a bunch of hogs. About seven or eight big fattening hogs every fall. <laughs> we'd start with them in the spring, and we'd you know feed them all all year, all summer. Yeah. And by fall, man, they'd be fat. And then we'd pick the corn. But we had soybeans in the, in the fields,
0: uh-huh. and
1: a lot of that would fall out on the ground. And, and, of course, occasionally when we'd be picking the corn, there'd be one guy on this side, one on this side. Dad would take these two rows. My Uncle Johnny generally would take these two rows, and I always got the down row <laughs> that the wagon <laughs> straddled, and the horses would eat you beating their corn, you know, and yeah. I'd reach down to grab garbage truck and I'd get a handful of slobbers, you know. Oh, yeah. Remember my horses and I gee, you know. <laughs> but anyway but she, that was she, part of it. She was she was
0: some lady. She was. I vaguely, vaguely remember her. Yeah,
1: she was she I was I remember
0: sitting on I remember as a child just sitting on her lap. Yeah.
1: I think she, I would yeah. Yeah. she uh, she was a I know she was my mom, but she was a special lady.
0: Well, yeah, because and I know that, you know, as a child, mm-hmm. to any child, the mother is a very special person. But I've heard that from people who she wasn't their mother. Yeah. I have not met one person who's ever had anything bad to say mm-hmm. about Grandma Cunningham. No. Not one person. Now her parents, uh, Grandma, Grandma Fortner. Mm-hmm. You went and stayed with them? Yeah. When did you go stay with them?
1: Uh, when I was... Uh, see, I I'm, it must have been five. I was five years old. Because I started the school while I was living with them up in Missouri. Uh-huh. And it was during the Depression, I think, that uh, they they knew Mom and Dad was having a little struggle.
0: Had, had he... Uh, had Collier gone... No, yeah, yeah. He'd already come back from the war. Yeah. Now... World War I with him, before we go on to Grandma, Grandma Fortner, mm-hmm. um, what is... Uh, what did he serve in the military? Where did he, he, he serve? He was in the Army. He, he, went went to to, he went to
1: Germany. Went to Germany yeah. in the Army. Yeah, he got hurt and gassed and bombed and oh, messed wow. up. He got beat up. Yeah. He told me one time, he said, it's like somebody just picking you up and throwing you. One of them bombs would go off and he said... I'd wake up and I from rolling and tumbling, and it'd take me for a while to get my head on back right, you know. And he said it really, it was really rough. It was right. And from when he first came home, it took him. He went. Uncle Johnny had a big farm. His brother. Yeah. And he went and lived in the sharecroppers. Him and Mom had just got married mm-hmm. in nineteen twenty-one, and they lived in his sharecroppers' house uh, for a quite a long time so I guess so I don't know what what caused him to leave, never did know. But he, I mean,
0: he's a survivor. He was a veteran. Yeah. Of, you know, history, you know, I, I heard somebody talking about it the other day, World War One compared to World War Two. You know, World War II is much more famous than World War I, but as far as just the absolute... Massacre of the troops. Mm-hmm. It was without a doubt World War One, mm-hmm. and the fact that he was over there in Germany fighting and survived—that was—that just is amazing to me. Oh yeah,
1: he—he he was. Oh, he—he he about had a fit. Cause see, I—I got deferred for the last or the first—I uh, don't know, two years, two or three years because of Dad's health. He couldn't handle a farm by himself.
0: So they were wanting for World War II. Yeah. Before we get to that, Grandma and Grandpa
1: Fortner, you were how old again when you went there? I was about five when I first went there. But how long did you stay there? I think, I think it was two years. You stayed
0: but, and lived with them? Yeah.
1: Now? It was, a, it was the greatest two years of my life. <laughs> It'd take me... Three days to sit here and tell you all the things I did. On that big big old farm, there's a big river that runs through the farm. And them cattle, I had more fun with them. And he had an old dog named Crowder. He and I had more fun. I'd go down to the to the river, you know. And a perfect place for a boy to grow up, you know. Because the cattle would come down and get in the river, and in the summertime when it was hot, yeah, you'd be going along and way along, and the water'd be pretty warm. But all of a sudden, you'd get into a little hole and just like ice water. There's springs, <laughs> springs coming up, you know. Yeah. And I found I knew exactly where all the fish were in the in that. There'd be them big holes where it was. When it would look real dark, that was when it was deep, boy, I could stick a little short line down in. You ain't come back with big old fish like this. So I used to, we used to have fried fish. Grandma would say, bring them on home. We'll have fried fish tonight. I'd take them out
0: of that's, that's where you learned to clean those fish. And just, mm-hmm. That was a huge childhood experience for
1: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Grandma's right there showing me how to do it, you know. Grandma Fortner. Yeah. and She had, a, she, I'd tell you about it, she had a bunch of geese, whole slew of geese and she had them all named. She'd name them. And she, in the spring, I used to listen to her. She'd be out there, and she'd be talking to her. She'd lay them on her on their back, on her lap, and she'd take all the down off of their belly and put it in, in uh, sacks for her pillowcases. Oh, really? And she had mattresses, <coughs> feather bed mattresses. Boy, you'd lay in there on a, a cold just met, night, it, yeah. and they just, they'd come up around you almost, you know. And, and anyways, they just
0: walk up to her
1: and they just let her take the She'd finish. just pick them up and she had a chair. It was generally out by grandpa's, He had an old blacksmith shop out where he did all his plows and and they'd break, but he'd fix them and all that stuff. you hear him pounding away out there on the mold, sharpening his points on the mm-hmm. plows and things. She'd be out there, have her chair. And the old geese, and she'd pick one up and lay him on her lap and she'd talk. Come on, Lizzie, now. And this one was Mary, and, and that was a, and she's picking, picking the stuff up and putting it in the bag. Wow. And I used to get a kick out of her talking to them, just like they were her kids, you know. She'd already raised, I think it was eight girls and two boys. And uh, what, a, what a couple. Oh, man, they were something else.
0: Did you glean a lot from them?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you learned a lot from, from them. Now her her family were uh, Vandegrifts in Missouri. They were they were large landowners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how. So, but right. their farm was in Missouri. Yeah, where in Missouri? She she lived in Missouri all of her life. That was her state.
0: But where in Missouri was their farm?
1: And it was uh, below about sixty miles straight south of St. Louis. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So it was a, uh, it was a uh, beautiful place, and oh man, I enjoyed that place. It was like, man, it's like paradise to me. Now, <laughs> to drastically change the subject here,
0: how so? Uh, G W. George George Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. George, uh, when G W. passed, he was six years old. Yeah. Now, um, when that happened, the death of a child, I know it was back in the day when people had a lot of children, but that still rocked a family.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, there, let's see. Uh, uh, GW, well, so I guess... How was, old were you
0: when GW passed?
1: I think I was 11, and I thought I was going to die. I, I just didn't think that life would go on for me. I missed him so much. We we were so close. That, oh, brother. And I seen him when he got hit. He got hit by a car. Yeah. I could never get that. For years, I couldn't get that out of my head. He just went down just like a basketball, just arms and legs and, and flopping. And and he died, and it was well good that he did because he'd have been a cripple all of his life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the guy, the guy, the guy that hit him about went nutty they said. Oh, just from grief. Yeah. Guilt. He, uh, he was a Chevrolet car dealer oh. in in uh, in our hometown there, and he he runs her down in a ditch after he hit you, But he just went b- b- buggy. So G.W. gets hit and he passes. He lived. He lived from like this afternoon until seven o'clock in the morning. So it wasn't that long. Uh-uh. He lived lived. I don't know five or six hours. And then he passed.
0: That rocks the family
1: to the core, especially your mother. That's what caused Mom and Dad to get into church, and that's what I wanted to get into.
0: Yeah, Ruby. Now she had a. Now all the girls
1: had a job in the city, correct? All the ones that could work. Uh well, uh, most most of my, I don't think Laverna or Wilmita was working. Okay, at that time. At that time. Now. Ruby had a job in a pillow factory, correct? Uh, well it was a shirt factory. Like sugar
0: it. factory, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. that's my bad. That's bad research on my part. Mm-hmm. Sugar. That's far different Not than sugar. It. it wasn't sugar. What?
1: Shirt.
0: Shirt. Ah, shirt. Shirt factory. Shirt. Okay, that's a little closer to pillows. Yeah. There you yeah.
1: There
0: you are. Yeah. She worked in a shirt factory. Yeah. Now, going into the city. Or so I've been told. So I, this is a lot of you correcting history here. GW has passed. She's kind of seeking some kind of peace from this. And was you said that the family always knelt down to pray. Yeah. So the family did have some sense of
1: spirituality. Now, wait. I... Uh... Uh, Back in them days, we didn't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, we didn't. It it, it. it was after. It was after Mom and Dad got into the church.
0: Okay, so when did Ruby...
1: Because wasn't she the one who introduced the church into the family? Uh, Yeah, I guess you could say maybe... uh, No, uh, Donna's saying no. Dad Dad and Mom got... Got started. Mom got started first.
0: Mom got, okay, so she's the one, she saw the sign for the tent revival. Is that is that For the true? tent
1: revival, yeah, okay. with Brother uh, Bayer. Brother Baylor. Brother Otis Bayer. Bayer, okay. Yeah, he's has and gone now, but he was holding a revival, excuse me, in Perigou. Uh-huh. Uh, after GW got hit, Mom and Dad realized, because my Uncle Johnny, I might just put this in here, my uncle Johnny lived right down the road from us at that time, uh-huh. and he—I was with Dad at his farm, and he's always—they were Trinity Pentecost. Uh-huh. But he was always trying to get Dad, and of course, and to come on, and Dad would always said, "Wow, Johnny, I—we ain't got—we haven't got proper clothes for the kids and making I, excuses, yeah. yeah." And so that was—that's always been the case. Everyone yeah, yeah. always making excuses, and and Dad said, yeah. or Uncle Johnny said. God ain't looking at your clothes. He looks at your heart. I I never forgot that. And uh, it wasn't two weeks till GW got hit. We just lived about a mile down the road from him. He got hit on that same road. Huh? Your uncle told him. Your uh, uncle Johnny told him what? He didn't come to church. Yeah, he told him. He said, you're going to you're gonna keep on putting this off, so God's gonna take one of those kids. He said them very words. And it wasn't two weeks until GW got hit and killed right in front of mom and dad. They was out in the field working and he got hit on the highway. He was coming across the road to where we live. He's on the opposite side coming home from school. Yeah. And that guy blew a horn, scared him, and he dashed across and the- it was just the Lord that he he knew that Mom and Dad would never change until he did something drastic. Wow. And boy, after that, our whole lives changed. So you go to the Tenry Bible, and uh, we went. wasn't right away quick. We because we moved from there. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted yeah. to know the process. They went. They went over uh, a few miles over toward Leedsville, where I was born
0: uh-huh.
1: earlier. And and spent one one year on the farm. Dad just rented the farm, right? And I know we we had a really good farm that year. He made all kinds of cotton. I think it was like forty or fifty bales of cotton, which was unusual. Anyway, after that mm-hmm. year, it, 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 they kind of come a flood and we got them, some of the property got underwater. And he said no more of this for me, we're moving, so we're going up to Paragool to hire,
0: gotcha. and gotcha. we're going to
1: get out of this part of the country. Gotcha. So we went to Paragu, and mom and dad, God was really pressing them, uh-huh. and so they, Brother Bayer come to town to hold a revival there, because right. he knew the, the barn hills and uh, all, all of those people. So, mom got the Holy Ghost first. She went up to the altar first. I,
0: I thought Ruby got the Holy
1: Ghost first. Uh, no, it was mom. So, she, uh, Grandma Cunningham got yeah, the Holy yeah, Ghost she first. was. Yeah, she was the leader she, in it. And then I remember the night that my dad got struck down in the sawdust.
0: Before we get there, before we get there, uh, I want you to confirm a story for me, real quick. Okay. Now, don't be embarrassed by it. But So, out out at the you're outside the revival and at the time the story goes is that you're out there and you're having a smoke. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Tell the story. I did. Yeah. And dad came out out of the Uh revival and I was out there smoking. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just standing there by the car smoking. Yeah. And he said uh, have you got another one of those? Uh Uh-huh. So I gave him a smoke. Yeah. And he took about two puffs, and he turned around just like, and he swung it right over the top of the car. <laughs> and he went back into the revival, and God struck him down flat on his back in the middle of the floor. But he didn't there get it. the Holy Ghost then. He didn't get the Holy Ghost quiet that night.
0: But he got struck down. On he got on struck the down.
1: and But, you know, later, he went. To, we went to this little Garland Street Church. Uh-huh. After this revival was over, Dad didn't get the Holy Ghost that night. He just got struck down in the sawdust. Right. And then and then uh but wasn't that, that
0: at wasn't that at the farm where he got it?
1: Yeah, but he got started in this revival. It started at the revival. Uh, and he used to tell me, don't ever let anybody tell you whether or not you got the Holy Ghost. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these people say, Oh, you got it, you got it, you got it. Don't listen to that stuff. When you get the Holy Ghost, you will know it. Yeah, and he that's said, what he told you. Yeah, he said, "Don't let anybody tell you. God'll let you know when you got it." <laughs> and so I always remember. So that.
0: So he had people probably telling him, "Yeah, just from that moment, yeah. like, oh, you got
1: it." And, oh yeah. But Carl, he knew. But he knew. Yeah, Carl Barnhill, happen. our song leader. He's the worst guy I ever heard for that. He, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> hey, ask brother. Ask brother uh, Anderson. He knew him. Really, he, he used to play the piano for him. He played. He sang bass in a quartet around Parago. Uh, Lindell? Lindell no, Anderson? He, no, he played. He played the, the piano for him. Lindell played the piano for for a, a group. A group that sang that had had a quartet. That's funny. And Barnhill was. Barnhill. A, he was. He was one of the singers. Anyway. Bass. Anyway. So you, it moves from there to. Uh, what's the next place? Well, we that was that was where that's where Dad finally bought the farm oh, at Perryco. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But anyway, they started from there. They started going to the Garland Street Church, a little church on the south side of Perico and that's where we went. That's where Dad went for the rest of his life until he died. Who was the pastor of the Garland Street Church? Well, we had several. Jimmy Vadir was the one that was. Pastor in the church when I got baptized. Okay. I think I was about 12, 10 or 12, somewhere right in there.
0: When did you get the Holy
1: Ghost? Up in Minneapolis. Oh. At, at Bible school. Okay.
0: So you are baptized at 12. Who was... So Brother Vadir was the pastor yeah. when you got baptized. Right. Who was... So I'm setting you up for this story here. <laughs> I'm trying to be uh, subtle about it. So you all have complete 180 your spiritual lives the whole family has for the most part at yeah. least at least grandma and grandpa coming here. Yeah, yeah yeah. so you have the pastor over for for supper correct
1: uh well not not brother Jimmy Vedere i brother uh, Hughes from Bloomington down brother there. Hughes comes over for dinner he yeah for Uh Yeah. I'm talking about the night that Collier got the Holy Ghost. Oh, no, that, that Brother Baylor stayed all night with us that night. So tell me about that. Well, he was holding the revival. Right, so then he comes, okay. And he's come to stay all night with us, and uh, Dad got the Holy Ghost at, way down in the barn. It was far some here of that house from... From our house, from the house, you know.
0: But he, but brother uh, Bayer was at the table with no, you. No, he
1: was out. He had a, he had his gun, and he was out doing some target practice out in out in the field in front of the our house. But anyhow, uh, he, uh, Dad, he knew he was down in the barn praying because we could hear him. Yeah. And after a while, we heard this big commotion, and here Dad come. Boy, he come out of the he got the Ghost to the horse table. And he'd come out of the horse stable, and boy, he would just, it was kind of a fence, our calf fence, where he kept the calves was over here. And it was a long fence, went clear down to the barn. And here he's walking along by this fence, just staggering around and speaking in tongues. And by the time he got up the house, he was actually slobbering at the mouth.
0: Wow.
1: He'd try to quit, and he couldn't. He'd start in again. And he did this over and over. I bet he spoke in tongues for an hour and 15 minutes at least. What did the preacher say when he saw him? He just laughed. He just laughed. He stood out there and he just laughed and laughed. He was so happy. He was so happy to see Dad get the Holy Ghost. Yeah, he said, there he goes. Now he has it. Uh-huh. And that was the beginning. That was really the beginning of... Uh, the revival of the Cunningham uh, yeah, family. right. And, our, and I, that farm, Dad, I was wondering about the time he bought the, he got the farm, he bought the farm. And then Laverne got the Holy Ghost there Ruby got the Holy Ghost while we lived there now I heard Ruby got the Holy Ghost she it. got started let, let me finish yeah she she got under conviction she was so sick she couldn't sleep she couldn't eat Ruby yeah and was because woman. she didn't didn't have the Holy Ghost she hadn't had, no she' hadn't had the Holy Ghost yet she was just under conviction so oh, okay. I never see, I've never seen anyone as under conviction as she was. I remember at, at night I'd hear her in her just moaning and, and crying and talking to the Lord and and praying and, and this one on. A room, she shared a room with somebody, didn't she? No, no, not then. She oh. had her own own room. Well, that's convenient. And she, she just went on and on and on. And I guess she went to work this, this day. And uh the, the, she she was crying. She couldn't she said I just couldn't <clears throat> stop it. I tried to, I'd try to stop and I'd just get so filled up, it just had to come out. And So finally her supervisor come around and said, Ruby, uh, you want to go and uh, kind of get yourself together? Maybe it's, He thought maybe she has being mistreated at home, oh, I okay. bet you, or something. Yeah. So he just gave her like a little yeah. break? You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, okay. and so she said, yeah, I, maybe I should. And she said she went up and went out the front door. And she said, I looked for some place to pray. I had to find some place to pray. She said, it kind of reminded me of sometime when you're sick and you want to you wanna throw up, and you're looking for a place, you know, that's kind of like it was. And she said, I saw this little old shotgun church right down about a half a block down the street. A shotgun church? What is a shotgun church? It's just a little old street building with no design, they call them shotgun buildings. (laughs) Anyway, I headed for that little old building, and and she said, I got there, and later on I thought, what would have happened, I wondered that day, if that door would have been locked. But she said, I just shoved that door open and I went. Straight up to the front and fell at the altar, the little old board all altar they had there. was it a Baptist church or
0: was it a Presbyterian? I, I church? don't know what
1: it I don't know what it is. I don't oh, think wow. she ever did know.
0: Wow she just she just she just to had altar. to find
1: a place to pray. and she said, I mean I on my knees, and it's like almost like I passed out. I went in to another world or something. and she said, after a while, I woke up and I just turned around and sat on my, the altar. And I looked around and there was all these old ladies sitting there looking at me. She said, I bet there was eight or ten of them is having a prayer meeting.
0: Old lady, They weren't nuns, right? They oh, were no, just no, no, no. They Probably Older a Baptist
1: old. church or Older something. women, okay. Yeah. And she said they have just sitting there, would wasn't saying a word, just looking at her. And she said she just looked at them and she said that one lady come up and she said, dear, we don't know what in this world happened to you. But it was absolutely something like we have never seen before in our life. She said, you had an experience with God like we have never seen. And she said, if you only knew how I felt inside, she said, oh. And uh, wow, wow. It was a, she was a different human being after that. Well, it changes you. That's, yeah. that's
0: what makes the yeah. difference. Yeah. The Holy Ghost makes the difference.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: it changes and that you know that's that's one more thing I wanted to ask you about well one more thing I so much I wanted to ask you about but the difference
1: in Collier
0: that's what I want to
1: really know yeah oh yeah oh he was like a different person you talk about a person changing from a lion to a lamb overnight (laughs) But before he, oh, he was. Dad was. He was short-tempered anyway, and then after being hurt in the war, it even made it worse. Yeah. And way, oh, it was hard for me to work with him. Man, yeah. I just—it's dangerous sometimes being around him. He's liable to hit you with a club or something. You know.
0: But after the Holy Ghost,
1: total change. But as a child,
0: were you able to recognize that? Or yeah. Were you were you weary of it at
1: first? What? The Holy Ghost? No, of, of the change in him. Were you no, sh- no, no, no. I already knew. You I knew. knew. I knew what had happened. Oh, yeah. I did. He's, not, I, he's, I, not,
0: he's
2: a teenager by
1: now. Oh, yeah, but he's, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Teenager by now. Oh, oh now, yeah, and, and so I knew, yeah, I, I thought, I used to, you know, be down the field, and I, uh, you know, I used to say, Lord, I don't hardly know my dad anymore. But then he... But then a change came. Yeah, well, yeah. After he had changed, is what i say saying. I, I don't. He's so changed. I hard, I hardly know him. And that's why you know that's scripture where he's kept coming back. You know, you'll be changed from a, from a from a lion to a lamb. Remember in the Bible where it said the lion will lay down with the lamb yeah. and so on. Well, that's what happened in my dad's life. He changed that much. He moved. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man.
0: You know, that's what makes the difference in, in what. Uh, that's why I'm so convinced about what we believe. Absolutely. It's because it's not just a lifestyle change, it's not just oh, a diet, no. It's,
1: no. it's an experience. Absolutely. That it is a life changing yeah. experience, total life change. My dad. Oh, if you'd have only known him before and seen him after, you wouldn't have believed it.
0: I'm proud I was was
1: amazed. I mean, I was amazed at how my dad had changed.
0: But you still had a little ways to go yourself. Yeah. Uh, When... So was he still alive when you went to World War II? Yeah. So,
1: well, you go... So you enlist, or are you drafted? No, I was drafted. You were drafted. Yeah. See, I did. I'd, I'd been drafted for, well, I think it was three, 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 three times.
0: But it kept getting
1: delayed because of yeah, call your Because okay. of dad's health. yeah. Okay.
0: So you finally get you find they they got you now. Yeah. But you didn't you didn't go over. Mm-mm. You didn't go
1: to no. Europe or the Pacific. No, one. Let me tell you the story. One one day the, we was at to um, embark uh, embark uh, what they call it place where you, where you, uh, they get, gather you all together to get ready to ship you. Okay, over s- embark embarkation. Okay, center. yeah, and we th- th- there was hundreds of us waiting to, to go. You were, I was with the group that I took training with, you know, uh-huh. basic training and all that yeah. stuff. You get like a family. You just get so close to one another. You're tight, yeah. And anyway, we was, all, we was all out this day, and uh, all of a sudden my name was called out. And you look around, and all you could see were soldiers. I don't know how many hundred soldiers was out there. And I thought, what in the world are they calling me for? And they called two other guys. They say get your duffel bags and get it, be at a certain location as quick as you can. And I thought, what in this world is going on? And so uh, I got my duffel bag and got on the bus or whatever we did, I forget now, and met at a certain corner. And when I got through, these other two guys was there too. And they, they come right up to What's going on? Where, where, where are we going?" And I uh, you tell me and we will all three, know. I don't know either. <laughs> and uh, so we stand there and hear this bus come up and picked us up. And they took me to the station hospital there in Camp, camp Bill, California. That was a camp that we was at yeah. at the time. That was uh, at—what's at, uh, the name of that town remember I took you by there? Nor- north of Frisco, about 50 miles. Okay. And uh, they they said uh, Cunningham, you're going to the station hospital in, here on on the base. Okay. And I, I said, well, I'm in the I'm in the the uh, infantry. I'm not a medical person. He said, well, we'll teach you. And I said, okay, okay, whatever <laughs> you say. Anyhow, they shipped me over to the. To the hospital, and they started teaching me all this medical stuff, and they finally made me a supervisor of the hospital. Wow, wow, yeah,
0: that's impressive.
1: Yeah, and then uh, all my other buddies, and you know, before of course all this happened, right. they before they got shipped shipped out, right. they'd come over to see me at night.
0: Nice, because like I
1: said, we was like a big family, yeah. you know, and I missed those guys. I was so. Homesick when I got separated from him. I didn't believe I'd, it would ever, it ever happen, but it did. I just missed them guys. I couldn't have loved them more if they'd have been my own brothers. Right, right. Anyway, one day, they didn't show up. And I did a little investigating. He said, no, nah, they're on their way to to uh, Japan or wherever they was fighting. It's
0: yeah,
1: exactly going right. going to the front lines. Wow. And I found out later, almost all of them okay. never made it back so i I knew I knew my mom and dad's prayers had Catch just you. been answered
0: because
1: yeah, yeah. my dad did not oh, he didn't want me to go overseas because he went through some awful he stuff. He didn't want you to get hurt, he didn't right. want you to die, of course but right. it
0: it's it's almost I don't know I, I, who am I to talk about it, but you from what you would read and what you would see in an interview it's almost um, it's hard to survive it it's hard to survive that
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to live after the fact Yeah, because yeah. of the baggage that you come home with Yeah, and he came home with a lot of baggage but like we've already established the Holy Ghost just wiped all that clean, gave yeah, him peace yeah. amen, but amen. the fact of the matter is God kept you from having
1: to go through that right Amen, you did. I, I was as sure as I was standing there that, hey, this is a prayers of my mom and dad. So,
0: but, but was there any point, I'm not trying to dredge up anything, I'm just trying to get an honest opinion about where, uh, an honest viewpoint about you at this time. Did you, so you knew right then this was God. You didn't yeah. You didn't have any survivor's
1: guilt. No, no. I, I just I, knew
0: the Lord has kept me.
1: Right. And I didn't even have the Holy Ghost yet.
0: Yeah, no, no, no.
1: But no, no. this was just my mom and dad's prayers. Dad didn't want me going overseas, no matter what. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And I might just tell you this, later Later on, after the war was over, we was back home.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I, I was running around with a group of guys, and we yeah. was drinking beer and doing things we shouldn't. And every once in a while, some guy would walk up, and he'd say, did I hear you, somebody call you Cunningham? And I said, yeah. And he said, would you but would you be related to Collier Cunningham? And I said, Yeah, it was my dad. He said, Boy, you must have had the greatest dad in the world. Wow. And I said, Well, why? And he said, He wrote me some of the greatest letters while I was in the foxholes in the war. I said, My dad. And he said, Yes, your
0: dad. So your dad would write like other people who had left
1: from yeah. the area, he'd write yeah. them yeah. and encourage them. Yeah. Wow. And he said, we, he said, I didn't even know who your dad was. But he knew them, he well, knew the no, boys he that didn't, He just knew that they were part of my group and they'd gone right, right, over, because right, yeah. right. he'd been there, and so he wanted to town. encourage them. Yeah. yeah. And so he told them, they told me some of the things he'd say, and they said, well, can I talk to you for a little bit? And I said, sure. And he said, what a dad you must have had. And I said, well, my dad was a Christian. He said, absolutely, we knew that. <laughs> and uh, so it was just really, it was, uh, it was really made me feel good, you know. Yeah. Because my dad had so already passed, you, had- you know. So, but
0: how old was Collier when he passed? 49 and a half. He's 49 years old. Yeah. That's young. And it was because of the war, yeah. You, okay, so you think it was the damage he took in World sure, War I that sure. took him? Sure. It was a heart attack, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was loading the hog with me with to Mom, trying to get him to go up the chute, he's a big fat hog, to have him butchered. And his Mom said he just stopped and said, I gotta, I gotta rest for a little bit. And he backed back down the chute, backed into the hog house. And she said, when they looked through the cracks, she did this. She said, he didn't even bend his knees, it looked like. It. Fell right across the hog trough. Never made a sound. Wow. So they, they called some neighbors and carried him up to the house. But he was gone? He was gone. Never. Uh, the doctor told somebody in the family, said he'd been up to his office about two weeks before he died. And he said I knew. I knew he wouldn't wouldn't be here long. Really? Yeah, he said I could tell from his, his heart. He said he was getting pretty bad. But my dad Your dad made an impact on more people than just his family. Absolutely he did. And I didn't I didn't know it. I, it really shocked me.
0: You know, whether he wanted to or not,
1: him writing those letters, he was reaching out, he was yeah. evangelizing. Yeah. Sure just like was. his daddy yeah. was. Sure was. And those guys, they've just amazed that me having a dad like I had. And I said, I know I had a great dad, but I I didn't realize that much. Yeah,
0: we don't see it. No, I didn't. I probably won't, you know, I love, my dad's the hardest working man I know. Yeah. You know, but I probably won't know all that my dad has done for me. Right. Until, you know, Mm -hmm. it's. Until somebody else tells me, you know? (laughs) But that's the way it goes. But all I can do is listen to stories like that and appreciate it now. And just know, okay, that's happening now. I need to appreciate it now. Right. Not wait till later. Right. Because that guy coming up to you, telling you those things about your father, that Mm -hmm. had to almost minister to you yeah. even in that it's, moment you're holding yeah. that beer and you're hanging out with people yeah. and, but and it, even right then it, it that's, you could really. say that that's god reaching out and just reminding you yeah. where you're where you come from yeah. right right hey,
2: well, when
0: right. so let me ask you this when uh so did ruby start where where did when did ruby start uh was it Dan or Sam? it wasn't Sam. It was
1: Dan and Carolyn and Sam. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Uh, when did she start courting the Minna? Minna. Yeah.
1: Well, when Brother U.L. Kirby come down to pastor our church, uh-huh. he was related to the Barnhills. Okay. Barnhill, uh, Brother Anderson. Uh-huh. I told you about him. Yeah. Him and Barnhill. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he was. Uh, uh, Carl Barnhill's uncle, right? Charlie Kirby had a big church in Royal Oak, Michigan.
0: Uh huh.
1: And brother Kirby, our brother Kirby, was his brother. He was Sunday school head of the Sunday school. Uh huh. And this Charlie Kirby was a, I guess he would call him a Pentecostal dictator. He finally died in a plane crash. down there. He He, he, well, he was, This was from my Ruby in Virginia. They both went went there, and they said he was mean. He was oh, a mean man. rascal, oh, man. and he died in a he died in a plane crash, down in the hills in Tennessee. Okay, all right. Anyway, uh, what what from there? Uh, brother, bro, our brother, you, know, wasn't as mean
0: Okay, you had you had the nicer Kirby.
1: Yeah, I had the nicer. <laughs> he, he was in fact, he's almost too nice. You know? <laughs> Just he, polar opposite. Well, huh? he 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 admitted one time he wasn't really. Ordained to preach. Oh, really? No, he was just a Sunday school leader, and he come to Arkansas to take over the church because Carl Barnhill wanted him to. Carl wanted to, he didn't like the pastor we had, so he called he called him Uncle Dutch. So he went up to call up Michigan and asked Uncle Dutch if he'd come down and and. So who was the pastor before that, Vertree or Virtree? Brother. Uh, uh, What'd you say? Virtri? Virtri? No. Uh, what, huh? He baptized
2: yeah. me.
1: But then? No, he just died. Baptized in. you? Yeah. Well, wasn't that Virtri? Yeah, but that wasn't his name. Uh, I can't you remember. Said it. You said it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can't remember it. That's hilarious. Yeah, yep. right.
0: Well, see, I'm getting old, and that's my problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have that pastor. He comes down.
1: But where at, yeah. after this guy left, Uncle Dutch come down uh-huh. and took over the church, right. and uh, it just dried up really. Really,
0: but when? So when did the the Minna family come in?
1: Come into it? Well, while while Brother UL was there, Lonnie and and Carl Lonnie Young at married Virginia, uh-huh. and and Carl Minna had uh-huh. married Ruby.
0: Uh-huh. They
1: were both going to Royal Oak. Oh, Kirby's Church. Yeah, 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 So after Brother UL come down, he used to be their Sunday school teacher, so he must have told him you need to come down. There's some nice gals down here. We we're talking about Ruben Virginia. Nice. Okay. So they started coming down, and sure enough, they got together. Lonnie and Jidge and Carl and Ruby. So, but
0: you were uh, you were the one who uh, was in charge of kind of monitoring the dating situation a little bit, weren't
1: yeah, you? Yeah. 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 Kind of. And uh, but uh, Carl didn't f- push Dad around. He, he, Dad Dad had to hold the Holy Ghost. Yeah. But you didn't push him around.
0: <laughs> he he
1: was he was a fighter, scrapper boy. I mean, he could he could knock your block off before you knew it. I heard, uh, but but Carl was pretty forceful himself. Yeah, and uh, I remember one time he had a flap. He come up to see Ruby Uh and he parked his car out in the yard and and the next morning had a flat. Well, he asked me to fix his flat,
0: Uh so I
1: was fixing the flat, and Dad come out out the back door after a while and he saw me out there and he said, what are you doing? Uh And I said, well, he asked me to fix his flat, he said, you let him fix his own flat. Uh we got work to do. Uh Oh, I said, okay, okay. Well, after that old man, I, he straightened up, boy. He didn't ask me to do anything. Well, he you, don't, you don't come down to the farm and start ordering uh, the kids, my kids yeah. around, Mister. Who, I don't care where you come from. And boy, he straightened him out real quick. That's funny. So that 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 kind of shaped up pretty quick.
0: When did you meet Donna?
1: After I come come back from Minnesota. After oh, really? Uh, way back at yeah, this was way later after I married. Uh, the one in Minnesota and lived twelve so years. So let's so let's get to. When went well, to start? First went up to Bible school. Okay, so when he came back from
0: when, when his Dad died, when you came back on the okay, so you came back from the military when your father passed. Yeah, so you're out of the military at this point. No, no,
1: no. I've just been in about three months when Dad died. So I come home after after your military time is passed. Well, let me let me tell you this first. Yeah. When I come home to my dad's funeral, yeah, the day yeah. was burying my dad. My grandpa in, my, in Missouri died. Wow. So I went to both funerals on one ten day furlough, the same ten day furlough. Wow. So I was down in Camp uh, Camp Beale, no Camp Barkley, Texas. We down there was right down there at the same place where Carolyn Mena is buried right now.
0: Wow. Now, Ladon has been born has been born at this point.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was what nine years old when? Yeah, because when I, when I went into service I, he was just a little Yeah. He's about a year old or a year and a half. Year and a half? I thought he was nine, nine mm-hmm. when I call your pastor. That past. was when I got home. No, he, no, he he told me here just recently. We were talking about it. He said, "I just barely, vaguely can remember Dad." Wow. Just, just barely. He said, uh, "I was so young that I, I just I never seen him never." And and Don looks a lot like Dad. Really. Yeah, he does. Him and Edward well, Scotty looks a lot like Dad. Really. Yes, sir. Sure does. So. Uh,
0: That's something.
1: They uh, they both. Get around like that. Shoot. Dad walked around fast. Yeah, Papa does too.
0: They yeah, can't stand
1: to sit still to I save know. their life. I know. That's, that's exact, all right. That's, that's exactly the okay. way Dad was. And I guess that's the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, okay, so I'm trying to piece together the timeline here. So you're done with the military, you've served your time, and now you're here. You When not here no no not here okay. not here Arkansas not in Indiana no you go back to Arkansas
1: yeah how long before you go to Minnesota well let me do this first I, when, when I was uh, getting out of the service yeah my my company commander wanted me to stay in the service
0: really he yeah. wanted you to become a career
1: yeah. military person I, I wanted to go to college of some kind and I, 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 see. I had an uncle that was a, a dentist
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Black Oak. Mm-hmm. My dad's uncle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's because of that or what, but I just always kind of had a yen to try to be a, a dentist. You know, I thought that's. But <laughs> but when I went to get tested for it, the guy said, "Let me see your hands." And I showed him my hand. He said, "You'll never make it." I said, "What do you mean?" He said. Can okay, you see getting them things in somebody's mouth? Oh, well, yep, yeah, good point. right. That's <laughs> okay, uh, I guess you're. So that kind of ended that career. But anyway, I, I did stay an extra two months. And uh, if mom hadn't been having trouble on the farm, the guys she, she was renting the farm, they were tearing down the fences, and they'd go in with the tractors and hang on. they just get them, prop them up and go on, you know and the orchard was growing up, and everything, all I could hear from home was everything was going, and I thought, I gotta get out here and go home, you know. And this guy on the other end was trying to get me to stay in, because he told me he could make me a captain if I would stay in.
2: Yeah.
1: And I said, but hey, I got a family at home. My dad died, and the farmer's going to pot because they got the respect for my mom, mm-hmm. uh, and I. I got so many, many things I need to do. He said, "Well, you can take a month off and go home and get all this straightened out, and then come back."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I said, "No, nah, I don't think. I don't think I want to do this somehow." And I just didn't I come on home, and uh, it took me I don't know how. I tried to get at the horses. I had a hard time with They hadn't had harness on them in three years. So you had to re- You had to get everything back in order at the farm. Yeah. So I got the horse, first thing I tried to do, I got the harness on them. Okay. Took me all morning to get the harness on them. They were so okay. mean. They wouldn't stand still. Because they nobody's been handling them. No, yeah. no. They were just wild almost. Anyway, I, I finally got them dudes, got the harness on them, and I got them hooked up to the disc. And I worked their tails off. I got them out in the horse. <laughs> I crawled up on that old desk and turned her wide open. I said, okay, here we go. And I mean, I plowed their tails off. Boy, that line tape sounded like this. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: was no one that walked
1: <laughs> around on their hind feet, you know. Yeah, they were going to be the hoovers be, in charge from that I point get, on. When I got done with them, boy, they was as nice and quiet as they could be. You know? Nice, nice. Anyway, I got that all done, got the orchard all straightened up. And about that time, Ruby and Carl came down. But in the meantime, I went went to Michigan with a guy I got out of the army with. We wanted, we got we got tired of that rock and chair pay and we decided we wanted to try to find a job.
0: Rock and chair pay. In the That's army funny. they
1: pay, they send you twenty dollars a month from the army. Nice. They call it rocking chair pay, you know. Yeah. While you're recouping from the service, uh-huh. I Uh-huh. Anyway, we went to uh, we went up to Michigan. He had a sister living up there. He said, let's just go up and give it a try, see if we can find something. And he said, we can stay with my sister. We won't have to pay rent.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I said, okay, well, yeah. I was tired of horsing around, and he was, too. He said, I, I need to go to work. He said, I do, too. I don't like this. And the guys that we hung around with, they, they were lazy. They finally went back in service, and I think every one of them got killed. Well, okay. Yeah, after going back, they should have... Got a job and stayed home. Right. Like like the, anyway, we went up there and horsed around for about two weeks. Everything was on strike. We went to Buick, Oldsmobile, Chevrolet, Cadillac. On strike. Yeah, we made applications. <laughs> I got tired making out applications. <laughs> and finally the old guy that his sister was renting from, he said, I can tell you boys are having a hard time. So he said, Let me give you some advice. He said, if I was a young man, this would be the last town in the world that I'd come to get a job. <laughs> he said, I've been here all my life. He said, quit wasting your time. Well, no, he said, I I'm, I'm I never got out of debt. Because he said, you work three months and you're off for three months. Right. And you, Yeah. And so he said, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's not a place to work. Right. So he said, my advice is, Go anywhere. Go to St. Louis, Chicago, go anywhere. But don't come to this crazy town. In cause,
0: Michigan? Yeah.
1: Because you see, you work three months, and they're on strike for three months. Wow. Work three months. So and where'd on you go tra- from there? So we I, we come back home. We stock almost all the way from Michigan home. <laughs> to Arkansas. Yeah. I had an old Army buddy that um, that was, he was a foreman, an a and bakery in St. Louis. Yeah. And so when we come through St. Louis, we stopped in to see him. And he loaned us twenty bucks. Loaned you twenty dollars. We got and there was enough to but get that, us home.
0: That got you through wow. Yeah. Twenty dollars got you all the way. It, all the way home well from St. St. Louis to
1: Arkansas, okay. which wasn't very far. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. About, I don't bad. know, four hundred miles is it? Uh-huh. Anyway, we got home and about the time I got home, Ruby and Carl was home from from API from Minnesota. And so they started talking to me about going back to Minnesota with them. They wanted me to go to Bible school. Or well, I didn't go for that because I had no <laughs> desire to be a preacher mm-hmm. or anything. But they wanted to just get me away from there because you know, I was drinking and beer and nothing. Wasn't doing very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Vern and, her, and, and I hit a bridge and almost killed us, almost killed her. You know, she had that scar yeah. across yeah. her face. Yeah. I almost killed her and me because my brake brake line had busted. So, but, what did that happen because of your drinking? Well, no, it just no. I don't know why. Oh, okay, the, yeah. The, the, I thought that's the, what you were saying. I was like, no, I never. No, heard no, no. The brake line just broke, and I didn't know it. I went. I'd been drinking beer. Right. And I was late getting home to get her because she was working okay. at the phone company okay, yeah. at night, and she was depending on me to get her to work. It's about five miles out to the farm from town. So when I realized, hey, this is late, how am I ever going to get her and get her back to work on time? So I took off for the farm, and boy, she was crying when I got there because she was going to be late. Mm-hmm. And then I turned, of I drove like a maniac to get her back to to her job. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a bridge right out of right out of Paraguay, and I was sailing on probably about eighty miles an hour, and I and there's a started to slow up a little bit. And my pedal went right to the floor. Wow. No brakes, no at all. And I saw this other car coming on the other end of the bridge. It's probably 50 or 60 feet long bridge. Yeah. And I thought, as sure as I go up on that thing, we're going to have a head on collision. Yeah. Because I got up up behind the guy, and this guy was coming. So, what am I going to do? So I just put it over on the left berm. I thought, we're going to hit that berm, but that, that old bridge. Big old concrete bridge thing. We busted it and knocked it clear down in wow. the creek. Wow. But uh, it knocked her. She went through the windshield, Her head dead. You know, she had these scars on right. her face. Mitch? And that's what caused it. Yeah. And then I, I it, uh, not me, Goofy. I knocked all my teeth out here across yeah. here. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know anything. So we got up to the hospital. I, I was you were out shocked. But I was walking around, mm-hmm. I guess, and. And talking burns, and I was talking kind of funny, but I got up there, and I and I You had in, no,
0: talking. no, he had I no was
1: talk No, and I, I was sitting in this seat, and my buddy was sitting in front of me, rubbing the blood yeah. off with a towel, keeping the blood wiped off. And I said, where are we here? And he said, well, we're in the hospital. We've been up here for an hour. And all that time, I was out, crazy. I was just unconscious. But I was still setting up, I guess. You were an autopilot. I were.
0: <laughs> anyway, it was
1: the craziest feeling. Anyway, but did,
0: so did that kind of juke you to, I need to I need to head to Minnesota?
1: Well, yeah, sort of, yeah. And it was right after that that Carl and Ruby come down after we got healed up. Yeah. It was a few few weeks. And then uh, I agreed to go back with them. So Carl, Carl
0: married Ruby. Yeah. So you go back and you stay with them.
1: Well, not really, because they're living in a trailer beside the church. Oh, okay, okay. Just okay. a twenty-seven foot trailer.
0: Was that his dad's
1: church? huh or Whose church was that? Brother Norris.
0: Oh. A B I. This
1: was where the um, A B I. The brother Norris of A B I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this was right beside the church where the school was. Okay. Where they had their trailer. So. So
0: fill in that blank for me. You you just where do you stay when you go to where do you move to in Minnesota?
1: Well, I stayed with them just for a short while because there wasn't enough room.
0: And then you got I, a job. I got a job
1: in a in a restaurant called Quality Tea Room. Okay. Right there. Where know, were
0: you? With, where were you doing?
1: Uh, washing dishes. and okay. just, Doing just everything. This and that, yeah. yeah. It was a nice restaurant, and there was a lady there was a nicest. She was the nicest lady. She'd always fix me a big dinner every day. What
0: was what, what was her name? Do you remember? I don't I me- I don't remember. But you just remember the kindness that yeah, she
1: showed you. Yeah. She was a sweet lady, yeah.
0: So between and we can fill in whatever blanks you want, but between that time to Bible school, how long was that? How long did before you decided I'm gonna go to ABI?
1: Well, uh, we got up there kinda in the fall. I didn't have long to fool around, was it? Uh, I don't know how, there was a space in there while I was working in this restaurant. Uh huh. And then I, I, I can't quite, uh, I don't know whether it was, that was before I went to Bible, it had to been before I went to Bible school. Mm-hmm. Because it was right there pretty close, it was uh, right there on the corner where the where the old church was, where Brother Urshan was born, mm-hmm. really. And, uh, in Ayersian, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was born up on the second floor, right there, <laughs> on the, the old back, Midway Tabernacle. Wow. Yeah. Now it's, that's now that that is where the Larson's were from, correct? Yeah, yeah. They all they all went to Midway Tabernacle.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So uh, what, they,
0: could, could, uh, just to rabbit trail just a little bit. This isn't even in my notes. Can you tell me just a little bit
1: about? Uh, Brother Larson's mother and father. Uh, well, they were fantastic people. He was, he, was the, he was kind of head of their construction company. Okay. They, had, they had a big construction company. Uh-huh. They owned apartments, buildings, and they built some of the finest homes. Boy, some of them, were, you know, half a million dollar homes. Wow. And Arvid, was, he was kind of the head of the company. Now, uh-huh. they had a brother that was a lawyer. Uh huh. Did he ever tell you about that? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm sure he may have mentioned it, but I've never. Yeah, he was a smart guy. He had, he had quite a reputation around the Twin Cities.
0: You know what? Yes, yes, but he I never. Did. He never
1: got in the church.
0: Oh, that's okay. That's too bad. He
1: that's was, bad. he was one of the ones that would never come to church. That's too bad. Now they had a sister that uh-huh. was married to Jim Norris. Uh huh. Now she was a classic lady. In Fact, she was the head of one of the big stores there in Minneapolis. Really? Yeah. Wow. And she traveled all over the country and even in Europe I think some. So they buying clothes for their for their store.
0: So the Larsons were very uh, a very positive influence
1: in that community. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were some of the oldest most respected people in in Medway Tabernacle. But they were genuinely loved. Oh them. yeah, yeah, man. They were oh Arvin, he just He's almost like a brother to me. Oh wow! He was just a fine. I used to we used to go deer hunting. Them guys were deer hunters from the word go. I mean, <laughs> and they could hit a deer; they'd never missed. That's what I heard. That yeah. Oh, Paul, the younger one. Yeah. He and I were hunting one day, one fall, and this old cornfield. We come up to this old cornfield, and it hadn't been farmed in a couple of three years. Some of the old stalks were still there. Yeah. But way over there, I don't know. It must have been. It seemed like a quarter of a mile to me. Two deers was going across there. And he just, he had a, he had a 30-30. Just found click. Boom. I mean, one of one was him. laying like this in the snow. <laughs> it's like he just dove in the snow. It was such a dead shot. And the snow was almost covered him up. We went up and drugged him out of the snow. But he dropped both. He dropped both of them. Within they were within, within ten, 10 feet of one another.
0: The other one didn't even
1: have a chance to react. No. Yeah. just got hit. Now that's impressive. You better believe it. I mean, he could hit that thing, man. And he wasn't even a soldier, but boy, he, he could shoot. ABI. You met uh,
0: when you finally do attend. Did you feel a call? Did you feel a call to the ministry, or did you want to go to just? Educate yourself more
1: That's, about the Bible. that was it. Yeah, yeah. I just want—I knew I needed to, to get some education, and I—I I, I didn't want to go to college. Right, 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 right. But I—but I—I uh, I knew I, I thought I knew I needed to get into some kind of training, you know, and then.
0: And
1: the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and I knew I needed the Holy Ghost. I hadn't got the Holy Ghost yet. Oh okay. And so I knew maybe maybe this would help me get prayed through and and, <laughs> and get get straightened out, you know. Uh, did it? Uh not right then. No, <laughs> it didn't. We But uh, we, you
0: did get the Holy Ghost while you were
1: there. Later on and and over in Minneapolis I got the Holy Ghost. After I married after I got out of school, I married Betty, you know, and Uh-huh. biggest mistake I ever made. In my <laughs> life. But anyway, uh <laughs> We did. I <laughs> love oh, the uh, candidness. We, I absolutely we, love it. Yeah, we uh, we uh, got started, and uh, I, I went to work for American Canton Company. Dave Urshan and I.
0: Uh-huh. We
1: we budded together all all, all time. We were in school. Really.
0: Uh-huh. You've re-ma- you've married, and you've uh, not the best choice life choice according to you, mm-hmm. but so when. Where I'm trying to put it in the timeline here is when did you move or come back to help the family move to Indianapolis? I didn't. You didn't help with the move to Indianapolis? Mm-hmm.
1: Harlan loaned mom his car.
0: Oh, okay. And she,
1: she hired a moving company to move to move her after she sold the farm. To this guy, I knew him, but he always wanted a farm. Anyway, they she finally decided because well, I I was in I was in you know up there, and the girls. Thank you, though. Ruben Carr was living here in Virginia, and, and Lonnie, he was living over on Orange Street by Brother Urshin's. So so Mom told the 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 uh, furniture excuse me guy, don't. Be careful! Don't get ahead of me now, cause I I I don't know where I'm going. I'll have to follow you guys. So she had Vernon down in the car with her. Harlan loaned her his Ford Coupe.
0: I and can't she, believe
1: that. Yep, yeah, she drove that. Don he spent most of the time up here, laying up in the back window, and and Berna. doing nothing, huh? Just taking up space. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, and then they had, of course, I guess they had the trunk full of stuff and clothes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But Mom hadn't driven in years, and that's the last time she ever drove. <laughs> she she, gave a she car pulled into keys, that driveway? And she said, here's your keys. I'll never drive again. She was and done. She was done. But the Lord blessed her. I mean, they made it. Got it. I, had no, I didn't know this was happening. I was living up there. You Minnesota. didn't know any about anything know. about I didn't, it. I didn't know. I didn't know until I was, didn't. Wow. I thought you were like came down or... No, 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 no. no. You did. just
0: found out. Yeah, Somebody I, called I you. Had,
1: She knew. We all wanted her to sell, as far as that's concerned. Get off of the farm and get up here and get around a good church because the little church down there, burning and Don was losing it. And that's why my mom decided, hey, I've got to do something. Because of Losing Ruben and Virginia. Oh, you mean they
0: weren't connected.
1: Right. Well, they was going to skating ranks and doing things. There was nothing in the church to oh, keep Oh, there was young. nothing
0: solid. Right. Okay. They had just, events
1: around the church, yeah. but there was nothing. Nothing to keep the kids yeah. interested going. And so she said, I'm going to lose these guys if I don't get out of here. And Ruben Carl had already, and Virginia had already told her, they need to be in Calvary because there's a lot of young kids, and uh, they, they just need to be here. Wow. So mom said, "Okay, I'm gonna move." So she moved because of the kids. She didn't really necessarily want to leave the farm. I mean, they was making a good living there. She didn't have to worry. Mm -hmm. But she thought about the kids. I can't. I can't leave. I can't leave the kids here like this. Yeah. So moved to Indianapolis. They moved to Indianapolis. She bought the place over on rural. You know where she used to live. Yeah. She lived there for about 20 years, I think, or so. So she finally moved over in Beach Grove in them apartments. Right. So it was kind of a long journey, but uh, she she hung up those keys. She for sure again. Dad
0: to, Dad used to tell me that every day, she would go for a walk.
1: To to the grocery store. Yeah. To get what she needed for that day. There's a yeah. little grocery store over there, or, over across the street. There was a there was a shopping center yeah. there. What did they call that? Uh, She enjoyed her her walks until she couldn't. Yeah. And Don used to work in the Kroger store there. Really? Was he a bad boy
0: or something? No, he
1: used to do the produce. Produce, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. He'd get up way early in the morning and go over to that store. And before that, he had a a paper route.
0: Yeah, yeah. He
1: told me about his paper route. Real early in the morning, yeah.
0: Well, see, you know, it might have not been farm
1: work, but he was up doing something. You better believe it. He was a worker. He's always been a worker. You know? <laughs> sure has. And he's done, he done all right. Yeah, he's a- Then he got out to Allison's. I got him a job out to the can company here. Oh, really? Because I was working at the can company up there, American Can Company. And he wanted me to put in a word for him, and they hired him out here. But he didn't like it, so he didn't stay more than, I don't know, just a few months, and he quit and went to work for Allison's.
0: Now to bounce back a little bit can you tell me a little bit about this is kind of a reoccurring theme a little bit because I told you that I sat down with Jim Sliva Mm
2: -hmm.
0: uh, a while ago and we were talking a little bit about his life his amazing life Mm -hmm. and uh, I hope you realize by now talking about it that you've had an extraordinary life I I guess (laughs) (laughs) but you met somebody at AVI you met Stan Sliva, Jim's father. Yeah,
1: yeah, Jim's dad. Tell me a little bit about your experience with Stan. Wow, it was it was great. It always was great. Stan was one of the greatest guys you could ever meet, and we we used to play ball right out in front of the the uh, Bible school at yeah. the church. Yeah, there was kind of a park there, and the old Midway Tavern or the hospital was right over there on the corner. But we'd get to play in Paul, and that's it. You know, he tried out for the New York Yanks, you know. Stan Sleva. Absolutely. Really? And Paul, his brother, or Joe, Joe, he lived up in Milwaukee. He just he was the last one that died, I think, just oh, not okay. too long ago. Yeah. He was over in the war in Germany and almost lost his mind. Oh, wow. He was a little he was a little funny, but he's mm-hmm. the greatest guy you ever met. And they had a brother that I don't know if you knew what was his name. He's married to this. Carol's oh, husband. okay. He's married to sister. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Carol. Carol. Yeah. He he's so smart. He was so smart. Rudy. 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 Yeah. He would get triple A's in Bible school. Oh, wow. Sister Nora said he's the smartest guy we ever taught here in this Bible school. Wow. She said we we'd go to have question don't and Ted, answer.
0: do tell Ted Graves. Wow.
1: And she said I always dreaded when he. Hold up his hand. He, I knew it was going to be a tough one. <laughs> she said, he was so smart. He made the rest of us look like idiots. And yet but he, he was never just, showed
0: it. But
1: he was just... Calm as he could be. Oh, okay. I, I never got to know him, but Joe and Stan, Does they were two of my them? best buddies. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. That's cool. Yeah. Old Joe used to say to me, "He's the funniest guy. He'd say, now listen, don't tell him everything you know or they'll be as smart as you are. <laughs> <laughs> He's the craziest guy. He got, he almost, he said, over in Germany, they used to put him in a gap to keep the enemy from coming through. Yeah, like Who, a, like who's a, this, who's this, Joe? Joe, yeah. Joe uh, Sleva. Uh-huh. And, and he said, it's a big, uh, like a kind of a valley, and they had foxholes drawn in there. And we had to protect our guys from the Germans. And he said it would get so dark at night you couldn't see your hand in front of you. And and we, it, I'd be here in about four feet over, it'd be another hole, and all the way across it was, it was guarding that place. And it was so quiet. He said you're just sitting, listen for any little. You got your gun cocked, and you're just sitting or waiting for any kind of sound yeah. or anything. Anything moves, you're firing. Yeah, out. yeah. And one night he said, uh, I fired. I heard something wiggling, and I just fired like we supposed to. And the next day, there was a German that had a hole right in here,
0: come right. out over
1: here. Headshot. Yeah, he said I just shot in the dark. Couldn't even see him, but I knew he was there. And my my job was to shoot him. Wow. And I said, what well, I did. Yeah. But he said, "Boy, I went through that, did like this all night." I'm scared, you're there and talk about and, fear. And and he said after a while, I, I began to realize this i something getting funny about me. You know, my uh-huh. mind was getting kind of wacky or something. Wow. And uh, he said, boy. Oh, Just more, be- you know,
0: that's that's the thing about surviving. Yeah.
1: It's but hard he, to survive. He, he wanted to be a uh, newspaper man. Oh, really? Yeah. So he bought he bought a big big machine uh, for printing. He was going to print a newspaper. Yeah, and it was a great, he asked me one day, he said, Norm would you help me move a machine? I'm going into business, he said. And I said, really, what, what kind of business are you going? I'm gonna start a paper, he said. I'm gonna start a little a little neighborhood paper. And he said, I got some things to say to these people around here. <coughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> so I went, I went and I said, I'll help you. So he's we got an old trailer of some kind and I don't know how we got that thing loaded, but it must have weighed a ton and we had this little storefront building he got, got and we backed at him and slid that dude off and we finally got it in there and got it set up wow. I, I evidently he never it never amounted to anything <laughs> but he wanted to give it a try why not but he God but, bless America right yeah yeah but them guys were smart I mean yeah, he they was, were he was smart yeah. even though he he, he was kind of funny he, uh, <laughs> he was smart. Now, the all three brothers married sisters, you That's know. right,
0: you that's know. right. Carol, I'm going to sit down with Carol here in a, in she, a few weeks, she, and she's she, going to tell me all about it. Yeah,
1: she had a brother that was one of the finest guys I ever met. Now, she's one of the funniest people in the world. I know she is. She's a character. She's a character. I love her to death, yeah. though. Yeah, She
0: She's, uh, we're cousins. You are? She, uh, she uh, I think I was nine or so, I was real young, eight years old. And she just told me I was her cousin, and really? I didn't know any better. And so yeah. I believed she was my cousin until I was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Really? And from well, from that point on, she said, "Well, you're just my cousin now. We're cousins. <laughs> That's the way it is." <laughs> I love her. I you know, know, and and going back to her and Stan Sleva, Jim Sleva, mm-hmm. they were all. Stan was a huge encourager of mine. Okay. When I was a young kid. He encouraged I, I, a lot. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just any time I was at church as a kid, I'd, I'd get to go maybe once a month growing up. Mm-hmm. I'd go to my mom and papa's house, and I knew if I went there on the weekends, I was going to church on Sunday. Yeah. So I knew there were a few people I always looked for because they made you feel so good about <laughs> yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And Stan Sleever was one of them. Uh, I know he was. A, I, I, yeah, you walk up? I still, yeah. I still consider him one of the finest friends I ever had. Wow. You, you know, know, he's buried dead over here. You yeah, know. yeah, I know. Oh, he was a great guy.
0: Tell me now the story about how uh, you do, you've divorced Betty at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: How did you meet Donna? How did I meet her? Yeah. Well, she saved at Mom's. Really? She was staying at mom's when I was going through the divorce. Really? Yeah. You
0: were praying for him. So yeah. you knew of Norm. You knew about Norm. You were praying for Norm. When he was going through the
2: divorce, grandma said, I wish you were a little bit older or he was a little bit younger. It would be good for you. Oh, really? <laughs> she
0: said, if you were just a little bit older, Donna, or he was just mm-hmm. a little bit younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you just, you went to Calvary. I taught.
1: She was teaching. Pull,
0: pull your chair up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there we go uh, So you taught at Calvary Christian School Oh yeah Who was the principal at the time? She was No, no. Sister, <laughs> Sister Piper Sister Piper Oh yeah So you, uh, you were teaching at the school And you met uh, my great grandmother While going to church there
2: mm-hmm.
0: And so you lived with my great grandmother For a little while For a little while well, it just so happens while he's going mm-hmm. through the divorce. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, he'd call and tell what was happening, and we'd pray. For him.
0: And you just thought, this girl's praying for me. No, he didn't. I know didn't I, even know her. He he didn't again. know I was. I didn't even met her. So when did you meet her?
1: At at church. When you after, came home. After I come back, after getting divorced and come here to yeah. live. I, uh, one night, like,
0: who is this woman staying with my mother? Well, she,
1: we he sat right cl- close to one another in the choir. We sang in the choir for what, a year or so? Quite a while. And so one night I'd gone with two or three ladies at church and.
0: Mm-hmm. Nothing
1: and, stuck. Nah. So one night I was coming out of church and she was walking, she lived right next door to the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when she got ready to go to House, I said, Hey, you got a phone in that place or something like that? <laughs> and she said, Well, yeah, you need to use it. And I said, No, <laughs> I just said, I thought you'd give me the number. Maybe we could go and have some supper one of these nights. Or well, look at like you, that.
0: smooth criminal over here. <laughs> yeah,
1: and she said, Well, I don't know, maybe. So she did go get her phone number for me and wrote it down. And mm-hmm. maybe planned, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it
2: was maybe because I've been taught it's wrong to marry a divorced guy.
0: Ah. Yeah. So it was so yes, yeah, so
1: pre- she night. we're gonna pray about it. Yeah, yeah. Luckily. We're he, gonna talk luck- to
0: Brother Erson. Yeah,
1: luckily we're gonna talk about Ursh and about it. Yeah. And he he uh he okay. In fact I was but, going But we didn't talk. I talked to him. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: and you know what he told me? What? Was that in the Old Testament? What happened to a lady when she committed adultery? Uh-huh. She was taken out and stoned. Right. Yeah. And he said, We don't do that today, but no doubt. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that Betty didn't. Well, she's even remarried now. Yeah. Right. Committed Brother adultery. So knew a she is about dead. It. She is dead to Norm, so you have every right to marry him. Oh,
0: okay. Well,
2: there My
1: you go. My mom and dad didn't agree, but. And then, and then, well, and then I didn't realize it, but he told us, he said you had been seven years since the divorce. Uh, and He said that's the proper time for you to wait. I didn't even realize it. because I'd been we'd been divorced seven years. She remarried a guy in three months after we separated, or divorced, and went up, moved the kids, went to Virginia Beach.
0: She wasn't very good at uh, accounting for time. No. Yes. There you go. Uh. uh but that's pretty cool. It just sounds like it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. It's God's yeah. will, I guess. Yeah. God's will.
1: And that that one's one of the biggest mistakes I made, and this is one of the best mistakes I ever made. Best one? Best it better help. be... I mean, I mean... <laughs> I mean, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> you better get that off there. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Oh, we're using that right there.
0: <laughs> <You> <laughs> that was not. that was the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the best uh, That's choice the worst.
1: This was the best. This is yeah. the best choice you ever right. made. Right. Amen. There. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Sure was. Yep. And you all have uh, together have had quite an extraordinary life. Ups downs like crazy. She's huh. she's done it for me. She's got you
1: through it, huh? Yep. Yeah. So we went through the telephone business together. Went through the telephone business. We had 16 people working, or no, 26 people working for For 16 years. For a short time. Huh? One summer. Yeah. And uh, during that time is when we sort of got together. We were just starting it, wasn't we? We were just starting it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so we got married, the guys... Run the shop while we, while, until we got, but we was already gone one day, wasn't there, too. <laughs> we went and, to Brown
2: County. And,
1: and, For and, your honeymoon. Yeah, and drove through Bloomington and come back home. And went
2: to Rushville. I had
1: to go to work. Had to go. <laughs> <went> to <Rushville. laughs> had, a, had a bunch of people working, I had oh, to get Donna, back to work. Bless your heart. Went to
2: Rushville because we didn't, we kept it a secret. Yeah. Huh? that we got married.
1: Only Brother Rose knew about it somehow. Uh, Brother Rose. Oh, Nobody yes. knew. Brother and I told my mom,
2: Rose. because he didn't want a big wedding. Yeah. And if we had had family, we would have had a big wedding. You right. know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we didn't even, come my hands, mom yes. and dad didn't even come. So he took me there afterwards. But the only one was your grandpa stood up with Norm.
1: Mm-hmm. Brent... Mm hmm. Was was he wasn't very big. He was the only audience. Yeah. <laughs> Brother he was Brent. your witness. Yeah. No, Plenty was my witness.
2: Pliny was your witness. She was He was yeah. the congregation. Guys. Brother Mooney, or Brother Urshan gets up and says, Dearly, we <laughs> <And laughs> Dearly. beloved it. the about two years old. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: amen yeah, um, that, that, that was a blessed day.
0: That was. That right. has to be, that has to match up with probably some of those happiest times
1: of your childhood. Right, and I'd already had a couple of doubles for a newborn Gladstone, mm-hmm. so we moved in one of my doubles. Last and started time, life here. Bruce, Bruce was living with yeah, us. Bruce and, was with us. And her and I, we had two bedrooms. Worked out just great.
0: You really? had, you know, ups and downs in life, even since then. How old were you when you when you got married? That
1: to Donna. To Donna. Golly, I think 26. Does that sound right? Oh, either?
2: 26 to me.
1: To, to, oh, I mean to Benny. <laughs> right. How old was he? Uh, was he was four. about. Let's see. I
2: was 28, so he was about 46.
0: 46.
2: Okay. Not quite, but probably about 46.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're 46. You still got a lot of life to go. And he had three kids. You had three kids at the time. Mm-hmm. Now you've lost some of those children since then. You've lost Bruce. Mm-hmm. You lost Vicki, you lost Bruce. Right. Now, John, uh, you know, this. It, it, it. I don't want to dive too much into it of in what you're not comfortable talking about, but for those that may be listening to this who might be going through that or have
1: had gone through that and they don't really they're trying to figure out how to process that mm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it it's something It's—I—I—you it's, I, you don't know how to explain it it's a feeling you can never get over and the thing that has struck me with it Cause I'd seem like always before if the kids ever had a problem, I could always do something, help them out, get them right. out of it, or, right. or you know. And, but here, in a thing in this world you can do. They're gone, and that's it. Period. Right. And that's a thing right. that it seemed like tore me up more than anything. Is that you I, felt helpless? Yeah, I, 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 I felt like I see I wouldn't be able to do something for Vic to. Keep her from dying like that right and and Bruce too but there's uh, just nothing you could do I, the last time I ha- had a talk with Bruce before he died we was taking him over to the
2: uh,
1: hey, dialysis yeah. machine yeah and and f- f- they went in had to do something and I said, Bruce if I could do this for you I would do it and he grabbed me by the hand he said Dad, don't you feel that way. Don't you feel that way for one minute. He said, I appreciate you, I love you, but he said, don't you dare feel that way. He didn't want you to carry that. No. He said, I don't want you to. He said, a lot of this stuff I brought on my own self. Please don't feel that way. Right, right, right. And I said, well, but I can't help it, Bruce. You're my son. Right, right. And I said, you don't. He did because he had Jake, you know. Yeah. But I said, it's, uh, it's something you can't explain. I don't know how. I don't know how to explain it. And Vic died so sudden, right. we was out of town, you know, we got, John called and said Vic right. died.
2: Right.
1: Hi, I said, what?
2: Tell them about being
1: prepared for it, though. Huh? Being prepared being for it. Being
2: prepared for Vic. How
1: yeah, we, yeah, we went to Gatlinburg, because we have been working real hard, and we just wanted to unwind for a couple of days. And she was staying with John. Over at his place, she had they'd been divorced. She'd been divorced, and it was just her and Lauren, and uh-huh. living with John. Uh-huh.
0: Now
1: John's doing. John's doing good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. he is. The yeah. was preparing. Yeah, okay. but anyway, we, we decided to go to Gatlinburg just for a couple of days. Yeah, and she was working for Red Lobster. Vic was, and uh, it, we we went into a bookstore in Gatlinburg that afternoon. And before she died that night. And we went into that, that bookstore. And I, I, went, I, walked, I just walked back in the back, was looking around, and all of a sudden, I just, it's like I walked into a hot shower or something. And I started crying, weeping. I couldn't help it. It was just, uh, and, and I heard Donna asking the lady up in front, is this wonderful spirit like this in this store all the time? It was music. It was a music store, a Bible book store. And it was a Christian, it was a yeah, Christian store, but there story. was music going on. I, I mean, the but tape. the power of God was in that place. And it's just like the Lord, I guess, we figured the next day or later that God was just preparing us for that for that day. And I mean, I. I never had an experience like that before, but it's like God was pr- pr- preparing me. He's wrapping for, his arms around you, yes. I almost mean, just saying, "I'm going to be with you." Yeah, because that was like what in the that's a, in the
2: that's late there. Late, that's late evening, there. evening mm-hmm. and p-
1: p- four o'clock that next mm-hmm. morning is when Vic died. we were both awake. Yeah, we were laying there in the bed, wide awake, we didn't know why. Four o'clock in the morning, and here we're lay, we're laying there, wide awake, in the, And all of a sudden the phone rang, and it was John. He said, Dad, Vic just died. And I said, John, what are you saying? And he was weeping, you know. He said, I tried my best, Dad, to save her. I tried blowing into her lungs, but I could not save her. And I had to cool him down, you know. I said, John, hold it, hold it. Now don't, you know, just don't, you know. Yeah. Just because if you know, she's gone, she's gone. Can't yeah. You can't help yeah. it. And so I had to calm him down. And then on the way home, I mean, we drove like a maniac coming home. And I told Donna, I said, I, you know, God must have been watching over us. We, we must have been driving 90 miles an hour all the way home. Yeah, But God watched over us and kept us safe.
2: But I remember coming home and you said, I can't believe I feel this calm yeah, I did. I, I, just, I
1: just felt a calm It's about it. And you know, that's the amazing thing. You yeah. Know, about walking.
0: With the Lord. With the Lord. Absolutely. And the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. Being filled with His Spirit. Because through that, yeah. and it always comes back to this, is that one of the, you know, you hate to almost use the the word because it's so... Uh, almost carnal, but the benefits mm-hmm. of walking with the Lord—the Amen. Amen. peace of God—and yeah. the only way that I could, that I saw, because I, I, I was a teenager, but I saw you all go through this, and I couldn't wrap my mind around that. Uh-huh. But all I knew is, man, uh-huh. he still showed up to church. Yeah. Well, what else? Because, well, I mean, what else?
1: Yeah. What else? Yeah, right. That's it. Right.
0: What else? Because it comes down to here, and the peace of God, yeah. which, path is, which passes, which all understanding, shall amen. keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Because that—that's yeah. what's going to keep us through. That's what's kept you through life, uh, yes, whether Absolutely. you realize it or not. Absolutely Oh man yes But you, okay? I, but I need I, I can put the words in your mouth all I want But from your own lips Can you testify to that 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 is the Is that what you give credit to The Holy Ghost
1: Or just Just your relationship with the Lord Oh yeah I don't know what would happen if I hadn't known the Lord Through the power of the Holy Ghost really and we realized on the way home even God was getting us prepared last night for this this very thing
0: and man I know it's a scary question for me to ask but it, so he was letting you know before that happened yeah. so there was no point I guess this is a yes or no question there was no point in that that you ever felt forsaken no, I know your heart had to be broken. Oh, absolutely! But absolutely.
1: I had never, I had never. Uh, it it would kind of remind me of when we lost UW down yeah. there in Arkansas. Same feeling, same loss, the same hopelessness in it in it all. But was there a difference? Oh yeah, yeah. When your own flesh and blood, your own kids. I don't. Know, there's nothing in the world closer to you than that. I lost mom, and it was sad. I lost my sisters, and it was sad. But it's not like when you lose your own child, your own daughter. There's a void, yeah. Oh. And she just, she just was gone. John said she, it, she was gone in ten minutes. But,
0: but what you've said is the only way that you've gotten through that. Is the Lord. Yeah.
1: I can understand why...
0: He's filled the void. Yeah.
1: Why guys turned to drinking and dope and all kinds They're of things. They're trying to fill that. Right. But when you got the Holy Ghost, you don't need all that junk. God sees you through.
0: I mean, plus,
2: yeah. plus we had
1: the comfort
2: and feeling like she had come back to God before. He yeah. gave her time to come back. Yeah. yeah. Because she had told me before I would take my life. If I wasn't afraid of hell. Yeah. She just wow. laid back and died. So
1: you know she would have been screamed. She was high strung, Vicki like was. John said she just died, just calm. Just like, Lord, I'm ready to go. I've prepared myself for you. Now I'm ready, Lord, to go. said she didn't ho- holler, yell, scream, or, or nothing. The peace of God. Peace of God, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it was. And Bruce... Same way. Bruce said he had done everything he knew to get yeah. right with God, so. He told Brother and Sister Mooney. Sister Mooney said he was so he could the presence of the Lord were so thick in there said even his bed was shaken. She said, I mean, Bruce really repented. He
2: said we didn't know what he was saying. I said, maybe he was speaking in tongues, and she said,
1: Yeah. yeah. So, brother Mooney said, he said, uh, we have we have been at the bedside of many, many people dying. He said, that Bruce, said he really repented. I never seen any anybody like it. He said, he sure don't want to go to hell. <laughs> I said, well, he's always been that way. He's always deathly afraid of the mark. He wouldn't have even let stamp it when he went to game. <laughs> oh, man. He,
2: he would always say, like Chuck e. Cheese even. you can't do my right hand, but you can do my left hand. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was really scary about that. Norm
0: God's brought you through it all mm-hmm. from a little child that had to get up before the sun came up mm-hmm. going through you know a rough childhood for the most part mm-hmm. working with a hard man who was dealing with his own issues Right. Watching the difference that the Lord makes in a life hmm how he can take such tragedy and turn it into a revival from
1: it. Right. And then and then I experienced my day. Yeah. changing. That's what I'm talking dramatically. about. Yeah. And
0: from then on then your own journey mm-hmm. with the Lord because you I, I it sounds to me that you witnessed all this. Mm-hmm. You were a witness to it. And you were you were not you were for it, but you Kept wanting to, I don't know. You had to make make it in your own time. Mm-hmm. And here you are now.
1: I'll if- never forget. One I, a time I'll never forget. I guess when uh, I when I was moving from from the Twin Cities after I got loose from that mess up there. Yeah. And I le- that day when I left. I was going to toward Hudson. Wisconsin heading back to Indiana. Uh-huh. That morning I stopped, I don't know why, I just after I got out of the city limits, pulled over the side of the road. I remember it was kind of, the, the dew on the bushes had frozen, and everywhere you looked, the sun, it looked like diamonds, everywhere you looked. And I, I remember I got out, and I just felt like I needed to do that. I said, Lord, if i never see this place again this is one place i made a bad bad mistake the only good part of it was my three children and i believe god you're going to bring them back to me and i got back in the car and i said goodbye twin cities i'm out of here you could and, almost you could almost mirror that yes.
0: to to walking away from
1: all the sins of your past Mm -hmm. and just put your life in the morning. Absolutely. Boy. And I mean, I I was rejoicing in the Lord all the way to Indiana. (laughs) And the rest
0: is history. Right. Amen. I think, uh, and I think uh, your testimony, which is really what I've been trying to capture people, I believe their stories are their testimonies, mm-hmm. and I love getting people to talk talk about their their worldview and mm-hmm. where they're at and uh, how how they've changed in their lives. And yours yours is uh, somebody I
1: wanted to just uh, get on record. Yeah, I got I got a I'm writing a book. I'll let you read one of these days of uh, my life. At my grandpa's, yeah, up in Missouri, yeah, and and it's uh, I think you'll like it.
0: I think a lot of people would like it,
1: and I think a lot
0: of people are going to enjoy this. And uh, uh, I want to thank you, Donna. First, thank you so much for supper. That was delicious. And then Uncle Norm, thank you so much for thank you both for sharing your story. Okay. And uh, we're going to have you. Lord Willing, I want to have you back on, uh, and we'll, we might uh, pull in my dad, and uh, my uh, maybe we can get my grandpa to come on down, okay. and we'll just yeah. sit around the table and tell stories and yeah, fine. yeah. Maybe we'll have a political roundtable. Uh, I know you have a few political uh, opinions that I think feel. <laughs> we we didn't have time on this podcast <laughs> to, uh, to on this episode to share those. Uh, but uh, I love y'all. You all have been a, um, y'all been pillars and just steadfast examples, okay.
1: and encouragers to me. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Okay. Glad we could, glad we could do it, and we're proud of you and your and your singing. You're well. You're very you're, kind. You're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're a blessing to a lot of people. Wow. You really are. I hope so. And and surely that's, we are. That's what it's about. Right. It I will and it's your it sin- it. Yeah. It's your sincerity and your honesty and they feel it. Oh. Oh, Amen.
0: 90 plus years old. Man, all glory to God. That's what it's about, everybody. It's just, I hope you could hear the thankfulness in his voice. How grateful he is that he knows the Lord and that he's been filled with his spirit and that he has a relationship with him. And that if you could have just seen his face talking about it, it's just, it just screamed out thankful. To hear him talk about those sorrows, those lows, and those highs. I tell you, it was, uh, I know it's been a long episode, but it's been, uh, it's been fulfilling. At least it it blessed me. If if for nobody else, it it blessed the host. So, uh, I want to thank my guest today. Uh, great uncle Norm Cunningham. Love that man. Want to send out a little prayer request before I get to the rest of the thank yous received for today. That uh, Dave Peterson passed away. Now, many, you know, some of you may not know who Dave Peterson was. He was he was one, a fantastic singer, communicator in song. Sang with the Laney Wolf Trio back in the day, and a little more, and uh, a little bit, you know, in recent history. But he, um, to me, he was always somebody who was an encourager, and uh, always genuinely kind, always gave me a, a word of hope, and uh, was always excited about anything I was doing in ministry. And I uh, loved hearing him just tell old stories about singing back in the day, and I even got to sing with him a couple times, and that was a thrill. He was truly a one-of-a-kind individual, and I will miss his encouragement. You know, it's, uh... A lot of our encouragers are going. So, y'all, we need to encourage each other. Now, while we're here. We need it. Oh, God is good. The, my other, uh, thank yous, of course, go to, uh, Music that is provided by Cole Beaver, recorded at Studio 238, uh, which is Vito Di Giovanni's studio at Indiana Bible College. Of course, I want to thank Kevin Brzezinski for all of his support and guidance throughout this podcast endeavor, and of course, Julia Ranking for all of her encouragement, for all of her encouragement to just get this thing done in the first place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and. Um, You're going to enjoy my next guest, Juan Lopez. Juan is a great guy, great testimony. It's just going to be another great episode. I mean, the man's not 94, but he's still lived quite a life so far. So uh, just be sure to catch it. Sorry for the sporadic of the postings, but we're going to get this thing down. (laughs) I promise. All right, until then, my faithful dozen, Till next time, just remember, think on the good things. Road
2: down!